Hey everybody, good morning. It's Mondays with Bev and Paul. And I know it's my favorite time of the week, and here we are. But wait a minute. Where's Bev? Anybody know where Bev is? Well, I'll tell you. Bev is on the road. She's driving back to Arizona with her daughter, and she's going to hang out here for a while. So she said, why don't you just have a journey with Paul? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a journey with me today, and we are just going to share my life. She says, why don't you, you know, we haven't really shared your life, and uh, why don't we share your life and what's going on? Good morning, Don. If anybody has questions through this, please let me know. We, uh, you know, why have I dedicated over 30 years of my life to doing BioTouch, to get it out to humanity? And even more important, I get more excited every day. So I got these little butterflies in me here about sharing my story. But uh, let's give it a go. And what we also want to let you know is this story is in the book, BioTouch Healing with the Power, in our fingertips, written by Deborah Schildhouse. It's a lot of my story in there intertwined with how she got involved with BioTouch and what she did with it to use it in her family. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited about BioTouch. I just watched a little video and it was talking about this healing technique out there. And did it change you? And is it, is it good for the family? And, you know, BioTouch is good for everybody. I've dedicated all this time of my life because it's a revolution. It's a revolution of love. It's a revolution of equality. And uh, I got really inspired when I was watching the John Lewis uh, memorial service, the funeral. And I realized that in those times when these, there were a couple of elders that got up there and how this movement uh, for voters' rights, equality, all started way back in the early 50s. I don't think I was even born yet. I was born in 51, and they're talking about how they started in 50, 51, 52. Um, and so there was this movement and this energy going on. And, and I sort of feel honored that they all had an awareness when they were less than six years old. And, um, and it reminded me of when I was five years old. And at five years old, I wished, when you had to blow out the candles, I wished that everybody could be happy and healthy. And at that time, probably, I was thinking of love, too. Because what I've learned over all these years is there's one thing we're all looking for, and we just want to be loved. That's really it. I think that's all the problems we're seeing, and it's being expressed and, and brought to the forefront right now all these conflicts and dialogues that we're having. And that's why I get excited about BioTouch. So at five years old, I'm wishing that everybody could be happy and healthy. And I feel guilty. Like, why am I not wishing for a bike? <laughs> and that started me on this journey. And I always wondered, what, what was that all about? So part of my journey has been also the realization um, of a systemic DNA lineage for me. You know, I was a first-generation Jewish uh, American born to a father who had to escape Nazi Germany. 
along with his father. So I also knew my grandfather. And they were actually on the last boat out of Germany. Uh, I had a step-grandmother who actually uh, watched her husband go to the chambers. So I had this, this knowing of suffering you know, at a young age. And I've begun to realize how that was probably part of my DNA because I've always wanted to help people. I've always wanted to help people come to an understanding that they are loved, that they can be healed, that they possess within themselves the ability to help another human being. That's what's important about BioTouch is we're all equal. There are no levels. Everybody can do this. And I get so excited to bring that empowerment to people. And there's all kinds of buzzwords out there for all the healing work and all the, the uh, meditation practices we do. But this is a technique that brings us to our center. It brings us to our peaceful place. It brings us to that loving place. And this, as we change that story with that light touch, with that application of love, the body begins to heal. And so uh, I went through my life in an upper middle class uh, San Fernando Valley out there in Los Angeles. Uh, and then I went to college and all of a sudden my life is exploded because it wasn't what I thought it was. It wasn't that lily white protective shield. All of a sudden there were blacks and there were Chicanos and there was the Indian movement and there was the women's movement. So I took all these classes and I flipped out. It was sort of like all these parts of myself. I, I couldn't handle all this information. And I just, I became, I don't know if it's depressed or flipped out. It's sort of that awakening. And they put me on Valium and they put, gave me shots of Valium. And one day I just walked to the counselor's office. I, I don't know if I walked, but this power moved me to the counselor's office. And I sat down and I just said, I need help. And for the next year or two, um, I worked with this counselor. And then finally one day, he took his hand and he reached over and he put it on my knee and he says, you know, Paul, you have a lot of love to give. Wow, there's that word again, love. And now I'm, I'm only in my tw maybe 20. And uh, the, the next time I went to a... And so I, I threw away the medication. It was like all of a sudden I realized, well, I don't need to be all flipping out here. Uh, when I did start to fall a little bit and felt like I was, you know spinning downward. I went to another counselor and I said, he said, well, what's the problem? I said, well, I'm feeling really shitty. He said, well, you are. I was like, what? And that was like perfect therapy. You know, whatever I wanted to believe about myself, that's what I am. And I realized that's okay. We are who we are. Whatever our journey is, whatever our dance is, again, why I love BioTouch is it meets people wherever they're at in this life, in this dance. And it allows them to participate in a healing without having to have all kind, loving thoughts because it, it, it bypasses our ego. And so during all that time when I had sort of uh, awakened and, and uh, there was all these movements going on, of course I got into the protest rallies at those times. And I got involved in the farm workers movement. And I stood in front of Safeways, you know, protesting. And I was in this massive rally one time. And here were thousands of us marching over this hill. And coming the other way was 
the CIA and the police and the helicopters and the riot gear. And I recognized that those people on the other side could only be there. Their job depended on us who were protesting. And we who were protesting depended on those people coming towards us. And I recognize we're all equal here. We all have our roles to play. And what I really realized was it needed to be a movement of love. And when I heard that John Lewis um, memorial, that's what they were talking about. It was, a, it was a movement of love, of equality. And I think that's really what we're all seeking for, whatever side of the track you live on, whatever political belief you have. And again, why I love Biotouch is it bypasses all of that. And so I spent those years doing protests, and then it was like, well, the answer's not here. You know, where's the love? And so I spent, uh, oh, half a dozen years, and I dropped out. I, I had a little community of people lived with us. There were 18 of us lived in this little house, 1,200-square-foot house with one little bathroom. You can read that in the book there. It's really a funny little story. Um, but then we sold that house and moved on to this piece of property that uh, it was 40 acres in the midst of hundreds of acres. And we lived there with the animals and the elks and the sheep and the, that would come through and the, the hawks and the eagles and the deer, uh, the snakes. I mean, we were surrounded with snakes. I remember one time picking up this thing that was on the ground and I lifted it up and all of a sudden I realized it was a rattlesnake. So there was something going on there, some kind of uh, energy of, of just love, of equality. And we had to sell that property and move into this little town called Mancus, Colorado. Town of 900 people was just up the road. Uh, it was a very conservative community. Uh, we were the town hippies. We actually worked in a little store there and ran their health food, uh, the uh, produce section. And uh, we sold alfalfa sprouts there for some of the local people. And it was funny because a lot of the local cowboys used to get me. They were going to I had a big bushy beard. They were going to cut off my beard with the sheep shears. They were always joking with me. And they said, Paul, don't you understand? Alfalfa is only for horses. So they used to call it hippie chew. And so very conservative community, mostly Southern Baptists, Mormons, a lot of cowboys, a lot of ranchers. And, um, and then my wife and I. And so I got this back problem, this pain down my back. There was a pinched nerve. And... Um, it went down to my feet. And it, those are the periods of time in my life where, you know, I didn't want anything to do with anybody that had a title anymore. I mean, I didn't care if it was FBI, CIA, IRS, healer, clairvoyant, psychic, DO, DC, MD. And because uh, everybody always, my sense was everybody always knew the way. And if you just follow them and then they'd have their hand out for a big amount of money. And so, and, and I'd spent all those years, you know, seeking love in all the right and wrong places, uh, following this teaching and that teaching, and then uh, doing this meditation and that exercise and this yoga and, and running and um, eating right and fasting. And then when we lived on the land, we were really in intensely into studying all the major religions and all the major writings of any philosopher uh, that wrote anything anywhere from the turn of the century, 1890s, uh, through, throughout time, to find that golden thread. You know, what's the golden thread that 
holds all of humanity together. I was still looking for that. And so here I'm in this little town and, and I get this back problem and I tried self-healing work. You know, the interesting thing about self-healing was uh, I did all the right things, but I didn't get better. And I learned something really important, that when you do self-healing work, whatever that is and however you believe that should be done, and it doesn't work, all of a sudden you've created another problem. Now you have an emotional, spiritual problem. Obviously, God doesn't love me or I have some karma I have to work out, uh, what, whatever the situation. So now I have a pain in my butt and I have an emotional pain. And so I'm still trying to figure out what to do with this. And a year after I have this pain, the whole town is telling me about this guy and his wife who live outside of town, didn't have a telephone, who did uh, healing work. And I thought, well, now that's weird. What are they? This is in the 80s. They're talking about healing. Um, and I thought, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to deal with that. So uh, I'm on the way to the dump one day and I see this guy's house. Well, it turns out he was there in this town because he was doing mining work. He was looking for gold and silver in the old local mines around there. And I, the car drives up the hill as the story goes. I, this guy comes out on the embankment and I look up to, you know, to him and uh, he's a big burly chested guy with a tight white t-shirt. He's got that rolled up sleeves. The cigarettes are in the sleeves and, and that grooming clean, greased back, ducktail kind of look. And I'm down below with my cutoff jeans, flip-flops, and a ponytail. And I'm sort of shaking like, uh-oh, I'm in the wrong place. So I, I asked, I said, well, I, they told me about some guy around here who does healing work. He says, oh, that's me. My name's Norman. I said, well, I have a back problem. Do you think you can help? And he said, sure, come on up to the house. So we go up the stairs, and I open the sliding glass doors, and I'm inundated with smoke, inundated. By the time I could see through the smoke, here's his wife. She's pouring coffee for him and her. They were chain coffee drinkers and chain smokers pretty much from 6 a.m. till midnight. And I sat down at the kitchen table and inside I went, I'm impressed. This was very impressive because there was no pretense of healing. As I share, there was no whale music. There was no tingling symbols. There was no incense. The soaps were playing on the TV set. You know, they offered me, you know, cakes and cookies and, and whatever I wanted to drink. <laughs> and we talked for about 15, 20 minutes. And uh, all of a sudden, he says, well, let's go in and work on it. So we go in. I remove my shirt. He goes, he just washes his hands. He comes out. And he takes, as you've learned over the time, he takes these two fingers. And he lightly touches me just below the breastbone with his dominant hand. And then he takes and he touches me just to the left of the big bone at the base of our neck for six to eight seconds. Now you've just learned the greeting too. You can start healing work. That's really the key to the whole system. And so he does that with me. And then he proceeds to lay me down, has me expose my whole tailbone, my whole uh, spinal column. And he works around my low back. He touches me very lightly like a butterfly. And all of a sudden I hear the door open and close. He doesn't say anything, doesn't say he's done. So I lay there for a while and I assume he's done. And so I put on my shirt, I go back out there and he proceeds to just talk, gossip about the local things happening. And, and all of a sudden I finally get around to asking him, so what'd you do? He said, well, I, I just touched. I said, okay, what should I expect to have happened? 
He said, I don't know, whatever. Okay, how about, should I come back? If you want. And then the kicker, I said, so, okay, how much do I owe you? He says, oh, no, 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 we don't charge. And I was taken back by that. What do you mean you don't charge? That's unheard of. And not only did they not charge, they really discouraged people from leaving anything. So you'd find a can of coffee under the bed, 20 bucks in the toilet seat, you know, uh, cigarettes. People would bring food. Uh, and they would uh, come from all over the Four Corners area. And they would sit in this house with this common denominator, which was everybody was in pain. And everybody was afraid. And everybody was looking for just a little bit of relief. And it didn't matter whether these people were, had hated each other for generations, or it was the migrant uh, farm workers that would come in from the fields, or the, the Indian community would come up from uh, the Four Corners area. And all these people would be sitting together in this house that normally on the streets probably wouldn't say boo to each other. And so I just watched for a long time. And finally, one of the old timers came in and he said, you know, Paul, Norman and Carol brought love to the Mancus Valley. And the light bulb went off. And I said, Norman, Carol, we need to get this out to humanity. And that was my journey since the late 80s to get BioTouch out there because it was about love. It was about equality. And so we created the teachings. We still have the teaching. Go to JustTouch.com. It's easy to learn. And we actually set up some classes there in Mancus, Colorado. And we had a certification program. Didn't make you any better. It just certified you in order to teach. And I'll never forget the one day that one of the old timers again, ex-CIA agent, stands up and he says, you know, I've seen a lot of revolutions in my life, but I've never seen one as powerful as what's happening here. Well, I was taken back by that one. He says, because this one is based on love. There it was. There it was sort of the bringing together of all those decades that I've been looking for something to bring love back into humanity, to bring an application of that golden rule to love the neighbor as thyself. When you reach out and touch someone with that greeting, there's no distinction or difference between you and that other person. And if we continue to do that over and over, we will change the dialogue of humanity. I truly believe that. I've dedicated most of my resources of time and, and finances. I don't get paid for doing this. It's my heart space to want to share this with all of you. And so our job in this revolution of love is to get people to do this simple little thing like I taught you, just the greeting, and that you can download for free on our website, and learn how to do BioTouch for you and your family. For the kids, let the kids start working on the parents. You know, let the parents be able to go to the children and say, sweetheart, I need you to help mom. I need you to help daddy. Oh my God, we, it would change the whole dialogue. All we have to start doing is saying, I need help. Let yourself be loved. Learn BioTouch. Get it out there to humanity. Let this be a revolution that involves all of us.
that took me 20 minutes to talk about, and I can only share it with you through our website, through our classes. Please share this with other people. If you want more of my story and that fun reading, the book over there by Deborah Shieldhouse is available on our website. Amazon, you can get it for Kindle. If you have any questions, contact the foundation. Contact me personally. I just love talking about BioTouch. I just love you. So we're going to share with you that little song that Horace Barnes wrote for us. It's called Put Love Into Action. It's on our website, and you too can get it if you'd like to listen to it. See you all next week with Bev. If pain has got you down and you live in town, take a trip down to Pima Street. The people down there are people who care. They will get you back on your feet. Put love into action. Put love into action. If you ever want to have any real satisfaction. Choose love while you still can Don't even try to understand A healing grace in your own hands Put love into action